I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. Huge Pussy is a movement to redefine the word pussy. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that pussy has the miraculous ability to birth life, and yet out of all of the anatomical parts, that's the one that we call out to mean weak. Besides weakness, you know, pussy has been a target for violence and shame. Pussy means power. And our definition is an otherworldly, orgasmic, resilient, flexible, life-giving humanity vessel. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, episode number 544 with guest Jacqueline Buckingham. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I just wanted to, first and foremost, extend a special thank you and express my gratitude for those of you that have reached out over the last couple of weeks regarding um, the announcement that I made in episode 540. I received so many DMs and comments on my Instagram post about it and even text messages from former clients and emails. And uh, I just, I'm incredibly moved and touched by all of your you know stories of being able to relate and saying me too, I understand, um, and your encouragement and support. Believe it or not, even me who does this for a living also needs encouragement and support <laughs> from other people. And um, I just thank you so much. Now I'm getting emotional. Also, for those of you that have booked consultations, I'm I'm so excited to get on the phone with you and see if maybe working together is is a good fit for both of us. And what I'm referring to is uh, special coaching packages that I put together for late summer and fall. And that is over at andreaowen.com slash special. One-on-one coaching since the very beginning when I first started my training, not even when I first started my practice, but it's just been my absolute favorite thing to do. It's my zone of genius. And I am just obsessed with it. 
I love supporting women privately and it's my favorite. So I've, I've discounted my rates for this particular offer. And uh, so I get to do the thing that I love. It's a, it's a win-win for, for everyone. So if you've been thinking about working with me and haven't been able to afford it and you're feeling the nudge, definitely head on over to andreaowen.com slash special, and you'll see the packages there. And there's a, there's a button to fill out an application and we'll go from there. So thank you so much for that. All right. Let me tell you about today's guest. Jacqueline came to me actually as a client um, many, many years ago. And well, not many, many years ago, a few years ago, I should say. And we, and you know, ended our coaching relationship that finished up and we became friends. We are so in alignment with the, the work that we both do in the world. And I knew I had to have her on when the time was right. And the time is right now for you to be introduced to this woman and this amazing work that she does. So for those of you that aren't familiar with her, Jacqueline is an actress, activist, and advocate for women's health. A Texan described as having never played by anyone else's rules by W Magazine, she's an outspoken voice for gender equality and female empowerment. Nominated for the TED main stage to talk about the connection between female sexuality and the global balance of power, Jacqueline is an impassioned voice for body positivity and mental health. So without further ado, here is Jacqueline. Jacqueline, thank you for finally being here. I'm so happy to finally be here, Andrea. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to say that like you've been eluding me the whole time. Uh, I just haven't had you on yet, but it's it's an absolute honor to have you here. I can't wait to get into this conversation. So I'm just going to jump right in and and maybe, you know, just let's just dive into the deep end. And I'm going to ask you, what is huge pussy? Huge pussy <laughs> is... So many things, but let's start with what's most important. Huge pussy is a movement to redefine the word pussy. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that pussy has the miraculous ability to birth life. And yet out of all of the anatomical parts, that's the one that we call out to mean weak. Yeah. So besides weakness, you know, pussy has been a target for violence and shame. And not to be a huge bummer here, to kick it off this way, but there is a reason why I talk about pussy all the time. And it's basically because female sexuality has been shamed since the beginning of time. And I look at it as a huge oversight. Because look what we were able to do with the word gay. You know, mm -hmm. being gay when we were growing up was not a compliment. And now look at an entire month, thank God of celebrations and every corporate flag waving. And that's what I see for pussy. That's, that is the future I'm going towards is an entire month is dedicated to the fact that pussy means power. So I redefined the word and our definition is an otherworldly, orgasmic, resilient, flexible, life-giving humanity. Ooh, wait, pause. Say, say that again. Cause I think that's such sure. an important, is that an acronym? No. Okay. It's something that after I, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but after I was censored for using the word pussy yeah, and was told, you know, it was offensive, it was, you know, basically offensive and vulgar. So I was like, gosh, you know, what, what's the actual definition? Mm -hmm. And Miriam Webster and many, many others, the definitions are so negative. They're, you know, it's vulgar, it's offensive, it's dirty, it's whorish, it's all of these things. Mm -hmm. And you, and Ball says, Courage and nerve. 
And you're like, really? So when one of my films was in a film festival, I was taking my daughter and I was like, you know what? Let's write a new definition right now. And mm-hmm. I just wrote these words on a little scrap of paper. And then I actually had them turned into a tote bag, which is what launched the whole product line. Yeah, product line really, which you know is is a factor in the movement. And so those those words are otherworldly, orgasmic, resilient, flexible, life giving, humanity best. Which literally, a, a female vagina is all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, if you think anatomically about vagina, vagina, we don't really have a name for the whole thing. Vulva is the name that is the most anatomically correct if we're referring to the whole thing. Right. Vagina is not the whole thing, right? Like labia is not the whole, like it's got so many parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is why I like pussy because it encompasses all of them. Yeah. Right. We've made up all of these words, you know, punani, you know, everybody's got like a different kind of weird word <laughs> for Pussy, but I really believe that embracing the word pussy, not just as women, just as a culture, mm-hmm. is the start of shifting the huge imbalance that we have in our world, which what what I call the pussy problem, which is mm-hmm. there's inherent shame in having a pussy. And right. the result of that pussy problem is the huge disparity of power, the gl- global distribution of power between people with pussies and people without them. So if we start, you know, it's like, oh, how do we do this? You know, UN women just put out a statistic that was like, we're not going more towards equality. We're going away from it. And the pandemic actually made things worse. Then, you know, the assault just on our reproductive rights, et cetera, has, has exacerbated the issue. And so that can be daunting. I mean, I certainly feel like it's a huge step backwards. Mm -hmm. What can we do about this? And the way I see it is if we actually start by thinking about how we feel about ourselves, how about how we feel about our own sexuality, people can do this in different ways. But I used my own experience in doing this with being raped and being assaulted. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's not unusual, unfortunately. That's par for the course. Yes. One out of every three women, you know, nine out of 10 people who are raped are women. Mm -hmm. I'm not unique and most of it doesn't get reported. So, so much of that factors in too, because that changes the way we feel. It changes our mental health. It changes everything when we have an instance happen like that. And then put that on top of the cultural conditioning that we're made to feel like we are lesser than, that we're dirty that were shameful. I mean, pussy has been shamed for the way it looks, the way it smells. And mm-hmm. the way it looks. are you kidding me? In my world? Yeah. In my world, pussy is everything. <laughs> awesome. It's it just is. like, in addition to, you know, epic orgasmic experiences, you know, I owe my pussy to the greatest things in the world for me, which is my son and my mm-hmm. daughter. Okay. It was so many, so many directions. I, I want to go from the, how you answered that question. But the first thing I just kind of want to underscore is, of course, in agreement with everything you said. And, you know, we can't make social and cultural changes until we can talk about the thing that we're trying to change. And I think for so long, exactly what you were saying. It's been shamed. It's been 
criticized. It's been considered less than it's been, you know, we, most of the time, I think the vast majority of us grow up feeling like it's dirty, but it's the thing that gives life. So it's confusing and and mixed messages. And I do think that we have come a long way in terms of the generations, you know, you and I are both Gen Xers, but the generations after us have been pushing back and, uh, you know, I think especially women Mm -hmm. with some, some men mixed in there too, some non-binary folks, uh, pushing back on it and, and making strides towards making changes, but it's very, very slow. I mean, even if you, even if you look at, because when you were talking about, you know, we get shamed for how it's looked, even if you look at mainstream porn and how all of the vulvas and labias pretty much look the same. Like <laughs> there's definitely a look. It's like, yes. okay, well, can we can we change that? Maybe like <laughs> like the only I think feel like the only people that are really putting the word out there are people like you and sex educators. And it's just I, I just don't see I would like to see it move a little bit faster, which I guess probably you do too. I would like to see it happen yesterday. Yeah. And- uh, so I'm I'm actually you know happy that there's been backlash against using the word pussy because it makes me not only doesn't just light a fire under me to go oh my god this is even it runs deeper than I thought but also since it does strike a nerve it does tell me that we need something to strike a nerve in order to change the fact that five letters can cause so much upheaval mm-hmm. has amazed me. And yet it's given me a lot of encouragement. At the well, I, I'm curious about, and this sort of coincides with the, the the Pussy Papers, which is the 17-minute film that you have, you directed and you wrote, directed and produced. Mm-hmm. And I know it, it tells a story in there, but can, can you share with us how you got into this work? Like what sparked the movement for you? Sure. I would say it was kind of a multi-step process to get me to where I am now. The thing that sparked the film, the pussy papers, is the fact that I was censored for using the word pussy, which Mm -hmm. I never saw coming in a million years. I did a series for Amazon, which was a basically feminist films, a kind of sketch comedy series. So funny. I had the privilege of being able to watch it. Yes. (laughs) And uh, I love the box too. Thank you. And in in that series, one of the episodes is called Huge Pussy. And it's just in a world where calling somebody a pussy is a compliment rather than a put down. Mm-hmm. That's the concept. It is that simple. You know, and it's comedy. So I've just yeah. flipped that world. It was like the ultimate compliment, right? Right. Like the female head of the board. And I've got all these young, you know, proteges. And so I'm kind of passing the torch and I'm saying, you know, you're just such a searching for the word, searching, pussy. And all the guys are like, <gasps> right. And then we bring in all the monikers like bikini biscuit, trout basket, you know, um, zipper muffin, right. But pussy is like, oh my God. Like, mm-hmm. really? And so, you know, we have the premiere, it's coming out on Amazon the next day. And I get something from Amazon saying, we're sorry, this is offensive content. And I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just check mm-hmm. real quick. And there's no need, no nudity, <laughs> no nudity, right? No sex. There's mm-hmm. no person. There's no, no violence. Violence. So I'm sorry. What's, what's offensive? What's offensive? And hold on, hold on real quick. Hold on. Let me just check something. Let me check your other titles. Um, balls, balls to the wall, dick, good dick, dick night, 
the documentary jailbait babysitter you tell me what's offensive like I mean really I I don't mm-hmm. understand I thought I honestly felt like I was being punked I didn't I was like come on really and uh that was the case so unless I changed that title to the huge p word I could not put that I, I basically my show couldn't be on Amazon I couldn't realize royalties I couldn't pay my staff etc so I was like, okay, all right, but let me just get this straight. Big Balls is fine. So I have an, another episode in there is called Big Balls, where I play a testicular surgeon who's basically shaming my perfect male patient into getting, you know, giant ball implants, which is again, just flipping, flipping right. reality on its head. And that one was just fine. So that's one of the things that led me to where we are. And then after that, Big Balls was actually in the Hollywood Comedy Film Festival. And my daughter and I were going and we were walking the red carpet. And that's when I wrote down those words after I looked up the definition in the dictionary and was like, you know what? We need to write a new definition. We need to basically, you know, put it out there. Mm-hmm. And so that definition became a tote bag with, you know, huge pussy on one side, the definition on the other, and a huge pussy holds the future. That it got such a great reaction that that's the thing that then started the product line. And I thought, wow, this actually does feel important to celebrate pussy in public because we don't see the word. When we hear it, we're like, <gasps> but seeing it is a different experience. And the product line is, you know, it's just, it's very simple. It's black and white. It says mm-hmm. huge pussy. All caps. <laughs> All caps. Masculine font too, which I always love a good masculine font. Yeah. It's just like, it's in your face. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's just letters. There's no imagery of, any kind whatsoever, which is then the next layer of why I'm doing what I'm doing now, which is because after doing that product line and then seeing how excited people got, I started to design more products. So I was drinking my coffee out of a huge pussy mug in the morning and I got some huge pussy throw pillows for my <laughs> office. I'm wearing a huge pussy t-shirt. And I started to realize that seeing the word was changing the way that I was feeling about mm-hmm. my place in the world, how I could be contributing to what I feel is really important to be contributing to in my lifetime. And I was like, wow, this, th- these need to be out there. Plus I was, I was, you know, road testing them. I was yeah. traveling a lot and I'm carrying this huge pussy duffel bag through the Seattle airport. Kind of like exposure therapy, I feel like. It, it is, it is. I thought, you know what? We've got to celebrate pussy in public. So that led to really developing a product line and I invested heavily in this more than I've invested in anything in my life, time, money, resources, et cetera. And we go to put it out there. I've got a small staff at the time. This is after months and months of work and we go to put it out there and every single one of our ads gets blocked by Google, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. We can't advertise a hoodie that says huge pussy on it. I, I, I mean, at that moment, I really was in shock. I yeah. was just, it was one thing to have to rename my show on Amazon, but this was something else. This mm-hmm. was actually for me about the economic inequality that we have as, as women. Yeah. Because, that, you know, I've traveled extensively. It's been really important for me as a mom to take my kids around the world to show them kind of, here's what we're dealing with. What do you think you can do in the world? 
And for me to be in America and not be able to do this feels insane. Mm-hmm. Because if I was in another country, I could be killed for yeah. some in public. Yes. I could legitimately be killed, which is why I feel compelled to do it. Because mm-hmm. I can because I can here, because I am a really proud American woman to be able to go, hey, let's do this. Let's do this for everybody. Because actually, you know, bride burnings in India to me are connected to horror shamings in California. It's mm-hmm. all the through line of being yeah. shamed for female sexuality. So that was just like, you got to be kidding me. And, and it did. It threw me for a loop too. Threw me for a loop. It put me out of commission for a little bit. And then ultimately it made me realize how important this work is. And that, you know, I wanted it to happen yesterday. I expected that. I didn't expect to be banned from advertising Mm -hmm. across the board, but it also made me go, okay, you know what? This is going to take a little bit more time. It's going to take more creativity, more strategy, and it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And it actually lends lends itself to how antiquated our thinking is. Because if I can advertise and sell a t-shirt that says big balls on, you know, Google ads or whatever, mm-hmm. but I can't do one that says huge pussy. What? You kidding mm-hmm. me? I mean, you, you saw the film. I tell the story of, of uh, an email address getting, you know, huge pussy life at gmail.com. This username is not allowed. <laughs> Bigballslife at gmail.com. This username is taken. I was like, what? I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I've even but the name of my company, Huge Pussy Holdings, State of Delaware was like, no. I look up other state of I look up other companies on like big dick rams, big dick golf, big balls billy, you name it. Mm-hmm. And yet I couldn't do huge pussy holdings. I contested it. So I was like, all right, I tell my Texas lawyers, all right, let's uh let's go for uh, more than big boss. Became the CEO of that, you know, that day. No problems there. Finally, I got the state of California. Uh, I got Huge Pussy. So Huge Pussy is now a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um and our efforts are, you know, really go towards in the macro way of looking at it, is shifting that global imbalance of power. And it's yeah. through through three things, and that's the movement, and it's media, we've got the channel, mm-hmm. and it's the merch, which is the problem. I, I love this, that it's not just about like, oh, this is a fun hobby where I'm going to like sell merch, you know, maybe I'll start up an Etsy shop or anything like, no, 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 no. This is, this is the um, cracking of the door to a much bigger, a much bigger movement and topic that you want at the, at the conversation of, you know, even like the zeitgeist and just on things like podcasts and people talking about it. Cause I think this is where real social change happens. And like we've mentioned, you know, I wish it was faster, but it is what it is. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash noise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash noise to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash noise. I've taken several classes with Masterclass on things like communication, entrepreneurship, and storytelling, and absolutely loved everyone because of their caliber of instructors and how concise the classes are. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. You can make new habits with New York Times bestselling author James Clear, improve your physical and mental well-being with leading gut health experts, or build stronger relationships with renowned psychotherapist Esther Perel. She is so amazing. I had gotten curious about how to be a better communicator, so I took the Art of Negotiation class with Chris Voss, and it helped me to do things like read body language, read speech patterns, and so much more, so I can better communicate with who, you ask? My teenagers. (laughs) Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass.com slash Andrea. What are, what have been some celebrations that you have done where you have seen movement, whether it's based on the pussy papers or just huge pussy as a movement in general, or even before that, like that you, you know, like, I, I like to also focus on the positive, like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I would say, um, when I see people watch the film, when mm-hmm. I've had that experience of being with people who are watching it, that feels amazing because they feel moved and it mm-hmm. makes them think, and it's different reactions. Um, because for me, this is not just about women. This is, this is, this is everybody. I don't care what parts you have. I don't care. I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care. It's just a global issue. Yeah. And so watching people have that reaction where it's like, wow, yeah, that does seem kind of simple and doable Mm -hmm. and yet runs so deep. So I love seeing that. I love seeing that the film as I see it is effective. So I'm like, yay, because it makes everything that I've done for the past five years and everything that I've put into it worth it mm-hmm. because you know this is you know my kids are watching me you know go through this and put everything on the line and then have it all pulled away mm-hmm. you look at your you know when you're a mom when you're a big person in the world for me you know my kids are are everything for me and so how I spend my time how I spend my resources what I do, is really important. And so it's important for, for them to be, basically be like, okay, what is she doing with her life? Yeah. So, you know, if you, you, you know, do something and then you have a perceived failure and you're like, oh my God, 
you know, look at, look what I just did. I just failed. Right. And that's the way I had a perceived failure. And now I look at it as like, oh my God, that's no, that you was mean because of the censorship, because of the censorship. Okay. And now I don't see it like that at all. I see yeah. it as, you know, this is actually, this was the step in the right direction. It was just, you had to go through these trials and tribulations that will continue and I'm up for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I die celebrating pussy period. Mm-hmm. Like you can throw me in jail, but I, I will come out with all pussy tattoos. Like I, whatever is going to happen, like I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm for it for life. This is the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know, the gravestone will say pussy. Like it yeah. will, like it's literally, you know, you walk into my house and the first thing you see is, you know, a big thing that says, you know, huge pussy. And it's like, what? But that's, you know, that's kind of the way we roll in my house. You're clear about it. Yeah. I'm curious about what has your, been your journey on this? And maybe you're going to have to think back a while, but I, I wrote about this in my third book and make some noise. And I can't remember which chapter it was in about internalized misogyny mm-hmm. and how, what a shock it was for me. I think, you know, like when I first realized I was a secret feminist, uh, this is probably 14 years ago. And, you know, I, I came out swinging, like I was angry and I'm like, ah, fuck the culture. Like, yeah, it's all men's fault. And then after a while I was realized like, oh, I am definitely part of the problem. Like, <laughs> Hi, yes. also raised in this culture yes. that very much made me believe that I was less than, you know, that, that pussy was, was bad. And all of, all of those things that we've talked about. What have, well, I'm curious, like what your experience with your own internalized misogyny has been and, and what are the things that you have done to sort of unpack it and reverse it? I think it, you know, doing this work really made me take a hard look at that internalized misogyny, as, mm-hmm. as you put it, I would call it like shame, that deep yeah. shame. Yeah. And what I did was write and I've been, you know, writing for a while now and um, looking at actually kind of the events from early childhood up until kind of marriage and basically how events that can happen in one's life when the body is shamed, the voice is silenced. That's kind of the thesis that I came up with from Mm -hmm. my experience and then kind of tracing that through line. So what I kind of did to address it was I wrote about it. And then kind of researched and drew parallels, kind of like the one that I mentioned, like the bride burning in India, you know, is connected to the horse shaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to be a part of that problem. So basically, I and I talk about this in the film too, that if I, you know, I've got a daughter, I've got a son. Right now, society would agree with me if I say to my son, what you have is equated with courage and daughter, what you have is equated with weakness and shame. And so mm-hmm. I can go, okay, how much of that still resides in me? Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, after being kind of shut down with a thing that lit a fire under me back, you know, to change huge pussy into a nonprofit um, was in 2021 when the, uh, when Texas was like, you know, sorry, ladies, you can't get an abortion. And by the way, we're also going to give the reward for someone who turns in a, somebody who's going to get an abortion, which therefore basically uh, monetizes rape. Right. That's not okay with me. So I grew up in Texas. I did get pregnant when I was 16. 
for me, it was a huge deal. I was, you know, thought I was going to hell. I told my parents, but it wasn't something at that point that I talked about. And I didn't talk about it openly until now. But that shame that I had for one, getting pregnant, two, getting an abortion, you Mm -hmm. know, my mother was as supportive as she could be, but you know, she was like, we don't talk about this. Mm -hmm. So harboring that shame and just looking at that, just be that little thing. So many of us have gotten pregnant when we didn't want to and have gotten Mm -hmm. abortions. Whatever level of shame you may have felt or may not have felt or gotten raped and not told anybody, but harbored all that shame. That's what I did is I kind of took an audit. I did a shame audit basically and looked at all of those things and was like, okay, this instance, what did that do? How did that close down your voice? Now, what can you do to reverse that? And that's, I developed a process, which I know I call a pussy process. And it, it starts with that audit of looking at how much shame we actually have that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I still have some, but oh, I have yeah. gotten the big ones. I know I've gotten the big ones. And, and so sharing that and, you know, having that conversation with my daughter, about getting an abortion, about being raped, that that was healing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, she's old enough to hear it, mm-hmm. but also to be in a world where if she was in Texas now, she's the same age as I was, and she would not have that same right. Yeah. Oh my God, do we have work to do? So that's kind of where I go, kind of the microcosm or the macrocosm is I go, all right, I don't want to be a part of this problem because my shame will transfer to her. Mm-hmm. And my shame will transfer to my son too. Yeah. Or it could just be like my shame will transfer to, you know, my my team or my staff or whatever. So the less shame I have, the better. Absolutely. And so we've got to address it. I feel like we do. We've got to address it. We've got to talk about it. We've got to do our own, you know, part in making sure that we're not holding on to this, what you, you know refer to as internalized misogyny. Yeah, I love that so much. And and I I should have clarified for people that, that don't know what that is. It's it's basically when we buy in, we as and I mean people who identify with women, when we buy into misogyny, you know, like I think we assume that we don't have it, you know, that it, that that's a that's a other gender problem because it's it keeps us down. <laughs> it keeps us oppressed and and marginalized. However, we all swam in the same water and breathe the same air so it's impossible for us uh, for us not to internalize some of it and and I think the example that you gave was a common one I too I got pregnant when I was 17 I did not have the safety to be able to tell my parents so I had to tell my cheerleading coach which it was just like you know I didn't have a soft place to land at the time and carried it forever and still have some and and I think that it's it's one thing for us to talk about it with our therapist or with our partner or our girlfriends or whomever on a podcast, if you feel so inclined and, and feel better for that, I think it can be helpful. But I also think that there's so much to be said for the fact that trauma lives inside of our bodies. Yes. It's very well in 20, I'll just anecdotally in 2020, I hired a trauma therapist who specialized in somatic work. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I didn't realize how much of it was still living inside me until we worked on cracking it open and giving it sort of a, a I don't know if portal is the right word, but like <laughs> um, a path out. Yeah. And it was not comfortable and the work is still not done. 
but you know it 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 makes an impact when it affects us i think especially the stuff that happens to us at such a young age whether it's sexual abuse or just being shamed or growing up in a very religious and conservative community or home where the messaging that we receive is very just terrible i don't have a better word right now it's just terrible and and shaming that is traumatizing and Amen. You know, what, what do they say? Like our prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed until we're 25. Like we are being shaped and it matters so much. And I think, you know, you and I are both in our late forties and it's still, still, and, and, and consider us like we consider ourselves powerful feminist women, but still it's, um, it's complicated Oh yeah, and important work. So important. Yeah. yeah. And it does, it gets into your cells. Because it gets into ourselves. I've, you know, been a yoga practitioner for a long time. And I had a teacher who was an amazing woman who says, you know, the issues in our tissues. And it's mm-hmm. so true. It does get to a cellular level. And it's changed the way, I mean, this work has changed the way I do my physical practice, which has mantra, movement, meditation. And so much of it is about rewiring the brain around. Exactly. And I went back to school for it. I went back to school and studied neuroscience and lifestyle medicine. And, you know, that part, that's, you know, that's the other arm of it. It's what you do every day. It's how you're auditing even your thoughts Mm -hmm. in small, in small ways all the time. One more quick thing I want to say on the topic. And then I want to ask you one more question. One of the ways that I've sort of tried to process and heal my own internalized misogyny is watching out where I get caught up and believe stereotypes yeah, around women. I told the story in, in the book, I was um, with a group of women and just casually having a conversation. And I don't even remember what the conversation was, but one of the women said, well, you know how catty women are. And mm-hmm. I was like, are we though? <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard for me to not be like, well, actually. <laughs> so, so I just said, you know, I, 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 I hear you. And what I've started to think about is like inherently we aren't. We've been socialized to think that we are. And and that's and it's a stereotype that I just like choose not to believe in anymore. Like inherently we are caring and you know, never cruel on purpose. Um, like nurturing, loving. Right. And I actually did some research on it. And there is some research that says some of it is biological um, so that we can be in competition with each other to choose someone, usually a man, who has the most resources. So yeah. I don't want to completely shut it down. And <laughs> and I, I hate that there is a tiny bit of truth to it. But you know, we are also, we have free will and we have the ability to turn that on its head and also point out stereotypes that don't have to be true. Exactly. And that, that what you just said, it, you know, is true. There is that biological that we still have that is, you know, that goes straight to like, you know, fight or flight, right? Things Mm -hmm. that are just that we're wired and it's around survival. Safety. Mm -hmm. Yes. So once you know that though, you can change it and go, you know what, that's ridiculous. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to, you know, compete for X because of Y like that's, but if you don't, Kind of, if you just buy into it, like you said, you go, oh, you know how ladies are so catty. Oh, yeah, totally. We're so catty. <laughs> and then we have permission to be awful. 
Sure. Yeah. We've got permission to do whatever the hell we want. Like that's the point of the media part of huge pussy. So that, that was the point of the box was to turn stuff on its head and make you go, Oh, wait a minute. So I could feel really proud of the fact that I'm getting like the biggest, like mega flow tampons, like hell yeah. Like that. I want to walk in like with swagger and be like, you know, give me your like, I'm bleeding this week. Right. Like, I'm bleeding like it's it's going to be epic and I'm going to have you know a fountain with blood and a you know beautiful pussy on top of it like those are the things to me that are important actually to see so you mentioned stereotypes so that one thing I'm just talking about is one of the episodes in the box which was called Magnum Lady and she like walks into this convenience store with such swagger and asks for the mega magnum menstrual flow tampons you know and she's very proud of it and she's kind of like this urban legend to these convenience store guys mm-hmm. those those things you know along with you know dr balzac who does you know big ball implants just for her own pleasure right yeah <laughs> to me are the things that are silly but change that stereotype right they're kind of in your face showing hey here's here's why does, why is this so weird for us to see? Like, why does this make us kind of go like, huh? Wow. If only, you know, whether it's like a bunch of corporate guys calling each other pussies and being, you know, happy about it, mm-hmm. or, you know, buying the big tampons, et cetera. So uh, I think the media part is really important and you didn't ask me, but the pussy channel is the thing that I'm referring to after getting censored by Amazon. I took the box off of Amazon and now the box will live on the pussy channel and the pussy channel is on YouTube. Thank goodness. I'm very like, I'm very, very psyched that thus far YouTube is great with pussy. So I'm like, yay, that's good. Word pussy. I do have an advisory board now and I've got some, you know, people in that community and uh, YouTube actually has like a, a social impact, you know, arm and we're leaning into that. And so I'm excited about the channel because a lot of our content is going to be user generated, meaning, you know, in the, this is in the near future, basically in the next three months, if I say, Hey, you know, huge pussy community, what, what's your definition? You know, how do you feel about pussy? What, what's your meaning of huge pussy energy? You know, what was the huge pussy thing that you did today? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be accepting submissions and then creating short films out of those. Yay. Yeah. I'm really excited. I really? love that. I did something similar when Make Some Noise came out and and people loved it and submitted their own stories where they had made some noise in their life. And it was like all these different stories. So I, I find this to be similar and I'm excited to collaborate with you. So I want everyone to stay tuned. I will be sending out an email and talking about it on social media and how we can get um, my community and the podcast listeners to um, to participate because I love that it's user generated. And of course, all these links will be in the show notes. We're going to take a quick ad break. And when we come back, I want to ask you one more question. And then we're going to talk about how everyone can find you. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Okay, my last question before we wrap up is, is and it's a meaty one, you know, you can you can run with it, is what do you want the most for women? I know we talked about just like changing the, the culture at large, but even on maybe a little bit more of a micro level or macro level, what do you want the most for women? Here's what I want. I want women to live huge pussy lives and have huge pussy energy. And to me, that means by living with three simple rules, which is one, change the definition of pussy. That is what I want. I absolutely want every woman to be proud of her parts. So it starts with that, change that definition and do, you know, however you address it, get into that shame and get it out of there because mm-hmm. more people we have that are proud to have pussies the better we are as a culture. Yeah. And when I say huge pussy energy, you know, people have, have said to me like, you know, why do you have to use the word huge with it? Like, aren't pussies supposed to be like tight and small and this and that? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Like that for me is like, we've been, you know, encouraged to be tiny and deprived to be diminutive. And that is the antithesis of huge pussy. So huge pussy energy, as I define it, is like being big, living large and taking up space. So Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's very like make some noise, you know, it's like a hundred percent. Let's, let's ask, you know, why caddy or however you want to be big and live large and take up space and question the norm just do it. Just don't allow that yourself to be held back. That's the part we've just allowed ourselves to be small. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I continue to come up against is when I continue to get censored, I look at it, I'm like, huh, am I going to back down or am I going to become bigger? Mm -hmm. Going to become smarter. Am I going to become, you know, more altruistic, right? Like, What's the challenge in there? And and now my challenge is I know what I I know my definition of pussy. I want to know yours. Like, yeah. What and what is your definition of huge? Thank you. Exactly. My definition of huge, I mean, really, it 
it is, it does for me mean big. And since we use kind of big dick, big balls, I wanted to one up that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I meant to like step aside, like, you know, it's, it's much more of like a dominatrix approach to life. It's not, not like we're complaining and we're bummed and yeah. here's what we need. It's more like I'm demanding this. And big is kind of a bore. Big is the type of word when I use it when I'm writing, I go to the thesaurus to look for a better word because it's just kind of boring. It's like you can use a better word. Yeah. But huge to me is like, oh, better yeah. word. But you yeah, know it's what? A better word. That's that's what I want too from women. It's like, what kind of pussy are you? Uh-huh. Are you a brilliant pussy? Are you a, you know an epic pussy? Like what an word? evolving pussy? I feel like my podcast listeners would would resonate with that. <laughs> Great. Uh, that, but that's too, that makes you think it makes you kind of like, what is it for me? It was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Like in my house truly we're like, well, you know, what was the hugest pussy thing you did? I, I just this morning, I was having a meeting, um, that I knew I was walking into and I don't know if you still get, I, I imagine that you don't, but I could very much be wrong. I noticed that when I go into meetings with people, when the it's a, with a man or multiple and they're older than me. And and I mean by like like solid ten years or more, I shrink, and I fucking hate that I do that. The good news now, the celebration is that I know ahead of time that this is my tendency and my pattern, and yeah. so I g- give myself as much compassion as possible. Because there's a part of me that's like, God damn it, Andrea! Like you should you teach this? You should be better by now. I would do this with no other um, kind of category of person than with you know straight men who are older than me. And so what I did was I was on on a walk this morning with my dog and I messaged a friend and I said, I'm saying this just to say it out loud. I don't even need you to reply, but I'm about to go into this meeting at 9 a.m. And my tendency is this. And here's what I am. Um, I, there's like some points that I want to say in this meeting that I haven't been happy with this particular service that this person has has promised me. There's been missteps and it's just been unprofessional. And I have a tendency to like, be like, well, you know, like, I know it's hard for, you know, just fuck. No, no. Like (laughs) the truth is this, here's my request and here are my expectations. Can you do this? And I did it and I showed up and, and I purposely didn't want to get on zoom video with him because like, it's, it's just easier for me to just be on the phone that way. Like if I'm in agony, I can like, I'll just like put my head in my hands for a minute and but still say what I want to say in my own huge pussy energy. And I did it. Yes. Yes. I love it. It was that. so uncomfortable, but I did it. I love that. I feel like being uncomfortable is where we grow the most. Oh yeah. I say that all the time. That's where when you're like, what is huge pussy? That's what it is. It's like something that you can access, right? And you're like, you know what? I got to step into my huge pussy energy here. That's why like the mug for me, like changed my life. Because I realized when I was like making phone calls and I had that mug there and I was looking at it and I was like, like, this is who you need to be. Mm -hmm. And my category was different. It wasn't kind of the older statesmen. It was actually women who I felt judged by. Ooh, Okay. And because I, I came up against a lot of women who were like, like, really, the word pussy, like, do you have to use that word? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is interesting. And, and so now I've kind of learned, all right, I can now navigate a little bit, a little bit more around whatever discomfort, you know, is coming up for them, whatever, that's, that's their thing. It's theirs. I don't have to take that, you know, personally, I'm on this mission with you or without you. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, whether your pussy's involved or not, like the, the trains left the station. But uh, that, you know, I think that that was around kind of being liked, right? Oh, that, yeah. Right, where you're like, oh, well, I've got to be like this nice girl who is liked. You mm-hmm. know what? No, if you don't like it, that's a big world. You can absolutely do something else. But there are yeah. a lot of people that huge pussy is helping and has mm-hmm. already and whether that's in, you know, recouping from a trauma from 30 years ago or stepping into a meeting or just inspiring you on a daily basis to, you know, do whatever you need to do in life, that makes me happy. Yeah. Mine is um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be seen as difficult. Oh yeah. And it so- goes back to just being, you know, being raised to be accommodating. Yeah. Now I kind of do like, now I don't mind that people are like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, oh, you're talking to Jacqueline. Yeah. Right she's <laughs> like, Good luck with that one. And I'm like, yeah. Hello. I aspire to get there soon, soon. It's on my, yeah. I'll manifest it. All right. Yeah. Where I know the links will be in the show notes and sure. the, the link to your YouTube channel, which is the, the name of it is the pussy papers, right? Or is it the pussy uh, channel? Film is the Pussy Papers. And what I'm excited about is the film is not out yet, but we want to do a sneak peek for your listeners and they can comment. And that would be amazing because if you're listening to this podcast, I am sure you are a huge pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I will, I watched it, but I haven't commented, but I will comment. And so the, it's, it's an unlisted video. So we're going to, can we put the link in the show notes? Yes, the link in the show. Oh, notes. I'm so happy. And, it's 17 yeah. minutes. You guys, it's not that long. Please go watch it and please comment. You'll see my comment. Um, I will link to it also in my Instagram stories when this episode goes live. And so there's that. And then what else? That and uh, the pussy store. So the pussy store is where all the merch is. That's the pussy and that is for your listeners too. Buy a tote bag, get a beach bag for free. And there's a coupon code. Yeah, there's a coupon code. I think I put that in the email. Yes. I'll make sure I have it all. But it's, yeah, the code is will be in the show notes. Code will be in the show notes. And so you got the channel, which is in the show notes, but it's youtube.com slash at the pussy channel. And then you've got the store and that's the pussy store.com. You know, be a part of the pro pussy movement. Yeah. Our, our socials, we're actually trying out. We can't use pussy on Instagram. So we're trying out some new things and we're using actually X's for S's in the mm-hmm. pro pussy movement. So just kind of, just kind of stay, stay tuned. Um, pretty much our YouTube will be the number one thing. My own Instagram will be on your, I get shut down very frequently. So it hasn't been the place where I hang out most. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. But, um, you'll have that too. And I'm hopeful that about, about the pro pussy, uh, with X's on, um, on Instagram. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. I, I am sending so much huge pussy energy that way. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And I'm so glad that we finally got you on. And I do, I think it's like right at the right time when this movement is, is really starting to take off. And thank you listeners for, joining me and my guests. I'm so grateful for your time. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. I am currently filling up my schedule for speaking gigs for fall 2023 and winter. So if you are somebody that works for a company or owns a company where you do events, you do sales kickoffs, things like that, and you need an amazing keynote speaker, 
I might be your girl. So if you head on over to andreaowen.com slash speaking, you can see more of my topics and my speaking reel. And also there's a contact page there. Even if you think that, oh, I can't afford somebody as amazing and as famous as Andrea Owen, (laughs) fill it out anyway. Let's hop on the phone. We may be able to work something out. If it is a perfect fit, I am more than happy to negotiate something that works for everyone. So andreaowen.com slash speaking. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 